bonuses in the UFC. I'm like, dude, this guy paid his dues, man. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. I'm not. I, I wish it was. I wish I could hate on somebody. You know what I mean? But I can't. Well, no, we're, we're gonna still talk about Tony Ferguson. Oh, but, well, uh, all right. You got, so, you got room. Since we're talking about it, let's just get. Let's start at the top, and we'll, we'll work our way back. Um. So you, we're talking UFC 262. Uh, in Texas, sold out arena, shit tons of people, but uh, all good, it's all good, it's fine yeah, for sure. Yep, totally fine, totally fine. <laughs> It'll go um, really well. Main event was for the vacant uh, light hit, light, lightweight championship, which was Habib, uh, and it's Charles Oliveira and uh, Michael Chandler. And uh, to be clear, Oliveira was the favorite. He was the favorite in the betting line and everything else. So mm-hmm. I, I, obviously most of the people betting, I mean, the odds were in Oliveira's favor. I thought Chandler was going to win this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich had him winning. I think you and Matt had Oliveira winning. And uh, fair fucks to Greg, and this is why Greg's on this show. It's been a while. Is to gloat because he's uh, been, I've been telling, this from I've day been one. You guys, from day one, future champion, dude. And everybody's like, "No, he blows it in the big fights. He buckles under pressure. This and that." I'm like, dude, he's a completely different fighter at 145 and he's at 155, dude. He's the same as Dustin Poirier. Poirier had a shitty run at 45. He's been unstoppable at 55. It's the same thing with Oliveira, dude. He's on a fucking eight-fight winning streak, dude. Well, so the dude's the real deal, dude. And I think we're in, a, in, in an interesting spot in 155 now with Khabib out to where these top guys, I can see Oliveira beating Poirier. I can see Poirier beating him. I can see Oliveira beating Connor. Connor might catch him. They're, these top guys are all in a, in a spot where one can beat each other depending on the day and the time. Yeah. The styles make matchups, and all these people have the styles oh. to where we're going to start to see good matchups at 155. Let, let, let's kind of dive into how this fight played out because it, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I've ever seen so many false finishes in one round of a fight ever, dude. Because there were yeah. two times that I thought Chandler could have ended it, and there were two times that I thought Oliveira could have ended it. And yeah. the fact that I heard two of the three judges had Chandler winning that round 10-8 is a travesty. There's no way. I no. thought Chandler won the round ultimately, but it was close, dude. The ending of the round, the first half of the round, I gave it to Oliveira. I think he was getting the better of the stand-up with his jab. Yeah. And I think, obviously, he took his he took him down, took his back, and got him in the body triangle. Chandler was in a really, really dangerous spot there. Him jumping with him on his back could have been the worst thing he's, he could ever do. And oh. he ended up in a worse spot because he had the hooks in, and then when he yeah. went and slid on the back, he switched to a body triangle, which is much harder to get out of. Okay, so the fight starts. <clears throat> Chandler tries to attack him like a buzzsaw, like he does everybody. Oliveira kicks him, and Chandler falls on his ass first thing in the fight, which I was like, oh, right. shit. Yeah. He gets back up quickly, though. Oliveira goes for a shot. Chandler catches him in a guillotine, and he's got that thing tight, dude. And I was like, holy crap, yeah. this could be over right here. He yeah. gets out of it. They start t- tossing on the ground, and um, Oliveira gets his back, which we're like, I, I was like, Chandler's fucked. 
because that's the one yeah. thing with Oliver, like you didn't want to get caught in was, was getting yeah. uh, getting in a ground tussle with him. Chandler, especially him with body triangle, absolutely backpacks yeah. him and does the old WWF like fall back and slam on him, and then he's right. got it in even tighter at that point. Right. And, right. and I thought this is ball game, dude. There's no way he's getting out of it, but but he did. No way. Ends up getting out. Ends up in in Oliver's guard. And does some ground and pound, and Oliveira scrambles out of it, and then Chandler clips Oliveira and wobbles him. Oliveira falls to the ground. Luckily, I was watching the fight a, a couple times, and he was doing a lot of head movement. He kept moving his head to where when that saved him. Chandler's he's throwing his punches. He, if he would have just stayed there and tried to cover up, would've he would have been over. Been yeah, but he, he he was smart and did the head movement and ended up closing the distance to where he couldn't get a lot of power out of those, and ended up surviving the round out of that. Rich you know, and I uh, were talking about the mistake that Chandler made. Go ahead, Rich. Uh, oh, I, the mistake that he made was staying in his fucking guard the whole time after he dropped. Him. Yeah. He, he should have kept standing him up, kept letting him up, and kept fucking tagging him. And, you know, I think I think that uh, Oliveira was so rocked at that point that if he would have stood him up, he, he probably would have finished him on his feet. Um, I, I don't, I don't. He did get out of his guard at one point because Oliveira ended up he was he was threatening with up kicks and Michael Chandler instead of engaging and trying to drop bombs and getting back into his guard where he can do ground and pound he let Oliveira get back up because I think Chandler thought he had the advantage on the feet and uh, when he clipped him Oliveira fell into turtle and that's when he started doing the head movement and all and Michael Chandler was just throwing a flurry of punches. But that's that's where I think he fucks up, and I I've been saying this with Michael Chandler, and I and I might have texted you this too about Chandler's style. You can see this a lot in his old fights, especially the Eddie Alvarez fights. But he comes out super aggressive, and it's it's a very similar style to Diego Sanchez's old style. But he leaves himself open, and when he's coming forward, he gets clipped a lot, dude. And he takes a lot of damage when he comes in fighting like that. And Oliveira the whole time had chin down and his hands up the whole time. So, yeah, and Matt actually so, um, pointed. He was a lot Chandler fight. Matt pointed this out too. He thought that Chandler looked gassed you know, um, coming in out of the second round, right, Matt? Coming in round two. Yeah, I thought he yeah. looked tired. Yeah, I mean, which is understandable because he was super active in round one. I thought he won. Or I thought he won round one. I didn't think it was a ten eight, but definitely yeah. I thought he won. Um, I think he brought he one round one too. He stole it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And again, I also thought that you know fight was over like five times or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought I didn't think it was a ten eight round, but the, I could see them. Well, those judges were fucking whack all night, but I could see them giving a ten eight round because of the um, because of the uh, the knockdown. It, mm. It looked then because you're right. Oliveira was moving his head and not getting tagged on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. But it looked worse than what it was. For sure. So I can, I can, I can see those judges giving a 10-8 round because they were fucking whack. But, but it wasn't a 10-8 round. It that was a fucking badass round. The thing though was, uh, you know, coming from a wrestling background, um, and when I do a little bit of rolling with my boys on the weekends, um, I, you know, and maybe I shouldn't feel this way, but. I feel comfortable when somebody grabs my back because the amount of years I've been wrestling, you're not going to put hooks in and not, not, no shit like that. And that's that's kind of exactly what Chandler said in his in his uh, post fight was like, I feel so comfortable with people on my back and maybe I should. Yeah. 
So I kind of felt I, I kind of felt what he was saying there, especially with somebody like right. Rivera, who's a fucking master. Yeah. But you know, I, I just kind of I didn't feel as um, scared for him as as a normal person would, you know. But I knew Oliveira was going to come with some dirty shit, and I was yeah. I was hoping he didn't get choked out, but he survived it. Yeah, I was. I I think if he would have kept the hooks in, I think Oliveira. I mean, I think Chandler would have been safer. But definitely when he hooked that body triangle in, I was like, man, he's in a bad spot, dude. That is so fucking hard to get out of. That's so much different than having hooks in. And so the, the fact that he got out of that, props to him, dude, because that's tough. Well, another thing, too, is we've seen Oliveira in this situation in the past, and he has lost fights like this where someone's put it on him, and he... I don't want to say quits, but it kind of seems like that. Like, he doesn't know how to respond to that, and... His corner calmed him down and told him, stop backing up and go at this fucker. And that's what he did coming out of the second round. And it only took 19 seconds. He clips him. Um, <clears throat> Chandler tries to run away. And he hits him again and then just starts hitting him in the side of the head. And that's yep. it. The ref called for the fight. Uh, Oliveira wins the belt. I mean, fuck. The celebration after was fantastic. Jumps over yeah, the cage. Awesome. Yeah. He's getting blood he all over Dana White. <laughs> Yeah, that was the cool. he, told, <laughs> he told Joe Rogan, uh, ran over to Joe Rogan first, told Joe Rogan, thank you for always believing in me. Ran over to Dana White, told him, thank you so much for the opportunity. This changed my life. You know, I, I, it was awesome, dude. I was so stoked for him to win that belt, dude. Like, he's had such a career in the UFC at a young age. And like I said, you know, we, I think before we started recording, but UFC record for most admissions, UFC records for most performance of the night bonuses, UFC record for most finishes. That guy is fucking, and, and not only that, but he's on an eight-fight win streak with an 11-year career, uh, uh, you know, in the UFC. That's like a, a a good story, dude, to be told. You well, know what I mean? I think it was also, I think it was also, uh, like what seven out of seven out of nine uh, yeah. submissions or something like that. Like seven so, out of nine. Right now, out of, out of eight out of his last nine fights have been finishes. The only one he didn't finish was Tony Ferguson. That was it. And he yeah, didn't nobody finish Tony Ferguson. Right. Ferguson really. Everybody else he's finished. It's impossible to finish. No, Tony, yeah, Tony will get out of this. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, but no, I mean, I'm serious to tap out. Guy, yeah. No, yeah. And the thing I mean, about don't... Oliveira, comeback story. He starts his UFC career out 10 and 8, which is not very good. Um, yeah. He misses weight four times at 45, like you said. Did he lose to Felder at 45 or was that a 55 fight? That was his last uh, loss. I wanna, yeah, I want to say that might have been 45, I think. Okay. Well, be that as it may, he goes on this incredible run, um, has a dominant victory over Tony Ferguson, which we'll get to fucking Tony Ferguson here. Uh, caps it off with, with winning the belt and being the guy to take, you know, He's the next in line from Habib, which is a huge honor. And uh, I'm happy for the guy, man. And I think Michael Chandler took the loss like a champ. He said all the right he things. Did, for sure. And Chandler's uh, going to be good, dude. I, I think Chandler is probably a future champion. Uh, he's got definitely a good career ahead of him in the UFC. He's a very, very likable guy. Um, yeah, very charismatic. Think, you can you can see why Dana was teeing him up, which he clearly was. Of course, teeing him up to be course. the champion. Yeah, because he's very charismatic. He's really well-spoken. 
Yeah, um, and you take Chandler right now and put him next to anybody else in that top five, and any one of those is an exciting fight. Chandler and Great Gaethje, which I think is the fight to make. Chandler and Connor, Chandler and Poirier, any of those fights are good fights to make. You know what I mean? So I, I'm stoked he's in the UFC, dude. And and you know what? If he would have won the belt, I'm sure it would have sucked to see Charles lose, but it would have also been super cool to see somebody come over from Bellator yeah. and win the UFC title. You know what I mean? Sure. He's what they were hoping Ben Askren would be. You know? Because a few times now, there's been guys that have been dominant in Bellator, Hector Lombard, uh, Ben Askren, and it hasn't panned out at all. And Chandler, I think, is going to be that guy that actually has a successful career, career in the UFC. You know, Eddie Alvarez, you can make a statement that he's done that, but, you know, it, I think Chandler DC, is a better fighter than Alvarez. DC's the other Who'd one. Who'd you say, Sam Force? DC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know what? I think if there's any other ref, uh, like Herb Dean, that that fight might have been called in the first, in the first fucking knockdown. And not uh, Herb Dean. Michael no, Herb Dean would have waited until he was dead, dead. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He no, would have let Bar he, he would have let Barboza hit Burgos in five or six oh, more God, times. Oh, We're about to talk about that, that too, man. Crazy. But uh, so. From there, we'll kind of speculate. Any any final words on this fight, Matt, before we move on? I liked it. <laughs> that was good. That was, those were some good words. Yeah, thank you. I had I had Oliveira winning, so I felt really good about myself. I mean, yeah. it was a 50-50 chance, but, you know, I still felt right, which I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, um, excellent. I, I, like, I like Oliveira, so I was happy for him. I like Michael Chandler, too. I would have been cool either way. Um, yeah. kind of, I, I think it was, you know, obviously the politics of this fight is kind of weird, like, Dustin's the number one guy. I know he's got a money fight. Yeah, so yeah. That was kind of interesting, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I just Fine. noticed your background is Tony Ferguson. And yeah. we'll, get, we'll get to that right now. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, the co-main was Tony Ferguson taking on Benil Darouche. Tony Ferguson came out to a uh, song by Freestyle Card called "The Party Has Begun." Well, oh. for Tony Ferguson, the party has definitely ended. The keg has oh. <laughs> been tapped. The cops have been called. I used to, I used to groove to that song back in the day, dog. I, He's I got like, a oh, mean shit? fucking hangover because this <laughs> motherfucker, dude. <laughs> I don't think they should put him against anybody in the top ten at this point. I don't I know where he, to do what to do with I him. I think he's done, point. man. I think he's done. He should retire like yeah. now. He's yeah. like, they, will, they will not cut him, and I'll tell you why. This is not a Tyron Woodley situation. That guy was the most over guy in that building that night. He was by far the most popular guy. They That's true. That's could true. not stop cheering for this dude. They booed the shit out of Darouche, which I think was kind of unwarranted. He cut this weird promo at the end of this fight, which we'll get to. But um, he got dominated, dude. That's promo I've ever heard of. See. <laughs> dominated. <laughs> Well, save those it's thoughts. Like, I don't get, we'll get it. You know, promo. It, okay. I think I think uh, it's really weird to see where Tony Ferguson is today, and I don't know if it's that he's kind of gone downhill, or these guys are just getting that much better. But I swear to God, back in the days when Tony Ferguson was at that champion level, his fucking wrestling was great, dude. Yeah, he had yeah. insane wrestling, insane jujitsu. But I mean. His jiu-jitsu style is different, dude, because he's he's a 10th planet jiu-jitsu guy. So he's very in, in the jiu-jitsu world, it's very unorthodox. You see a lot of the stuff like uh 
a lot more of the Darce chokes. You see a lot more of the rubber guard, which he tried to pull on Oliveira. Things like that that you don't see as much of in the UFC. You a lot more guys. And so it's like all of a sudden now in his later career, his wrestling sucks, dude. These guys are dominating him, not necessarily by the strikes. I mean, I, you, you make an argument for Gaethje, but his wrestling just is got, it's terrible now. He's getting taken down at will. When he's down, he can't get back up. He can't scramble on the ground and use his jujitsu. It's like he's, he's just, I don't know. It's weird, man. It's like he's gone so much lower in his skill set, which I know he's had in the past. But maybe the competition is just that much better. I don't know. It's a well, hard call. I think it's I think it's a uh, a matter of um, of uh, Father Time uh, winning that fight. Yeah. Um. I mean that that happened to DC where DC knocks out Stipe, and then his next two fights he just fucking gets dominated and his back was fixed and everything. But Father Time fucking caught up with them and. You know, it just happens overnight, man. Tony is is has lost it, and Father Time has won that fight, and I think he should retire, man. I, I think it's over for him. Well, this one dude that they kept talking to on the side, I don't know who this guy is. Maybe you guys do. But he made an interesting point. He said, when you're younger, like a Tony Ferguson, and you can take chances and be unorthodox, but sometimes you don't have the fundamentals. So when you're older... You have to rely more on the fundamentals. And this speaks to what you were saying, Greg, about 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu being unorthodox in their methods. And right. he doesn't have those fundamentals to get him through the fight anymore. Um, and he was just completely outclassed by Darush the entire time, dude. Right. Um, I thought that there was at least two 10-8 rounds because Ferguson did nothing. Almost this entire fight, dude. The only thing he tried to do was he kept trying to go for this. Uh, it's a no arm Darce choke, which you could tell by looking at Darush's face, like he wasn't getting choked at all. He no. he only had one side of his artery done and the other side was completely open. So it's tight to where he can hold him in that position and it looks like he's going for a submission, but there was nothing there on the other side. So he tried to do the same thing with Oliveira. When Oliveira was on, on top of him, he tried to... Well. We got to talk about too. What's the background? In addition, he's in. It wasn't going to go. We got to talk about the background of Matt. What's that? Say that again. We got to talk about the background of Matt's Zoom call here. Yeah. And this happened in the second round. Darush got him in a heel hook, and he said Darush said that he heard his leg pop at least twice. You see Ferguson just grimacing in pain, dude. And he didn't tap out. And DC was saying, I was listening to DC. I'm sorry, Uncle Chael. And he was saying that he was in a camp with Randy Couture. And Randy Couture told him, if you ever get in this move, tap out immediately. Because you're not going to feel the pain right away like you would like an arm stretch or something like that. And your knees is going to be fucked after that. So, So this particular move, just to let you know the severity of a heel hook. Yeah. In in. Jiu-jitsu, you, these are illegal. You can't even do these ever in a gi. So if you ever fight in a gi, you can never heel hook anybody. Every organization in the world, for the most part, it's illegal. Yeah. Number two, if you are a no gi, you have to be a brown belt to be able to even do heel hooks. You can't do it at white belt. You can't do it at blue belt. Some places in purple belt you can do it, but you basically have to be brown belt or black belt level to even hit heel hooks because they're that serious and they're that dangerous. 
So it's an extremely painful because it, it puts so much pressure on your knee that it can blow your knee out in a very, very quick time, you know? Right. So yeah, when he got him in that heel hook and he said he heard it pop, his knee shredded, dude. There's ligaments torn for sure. This sort of thing is, I think, why Tony's declined. I mean, that and age. Yeah, he's getting older, but also he's so tough to his own detriment. Right. It's like he would dive headfirst into a wood chipper if he'd been winning a fight, but that means he has a million miles on him and his brain is ground beef. It's like those fucking, yeah. every single comment section with a Tony Ferguson, they're like, Tony Ferguson's the type of guy to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tony <laughs> Ferguson's the type chipper. of guy to like lose a fight. Yeah, <laughs> dive into a wood chipper. Do it. Well, yeah, exactly. One of the funniest things, which we're going to talk about this after we break this card down, but someone commented on the bottom of this Diego Sanchez, Joshua Fabia thing, and it was quotes, and it said, yeah, I think this guy's a little weird, Tony Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Oh, I was cracking up, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for Darush, a huge win. Uh, Tony Ferguson yeah. was ranked number five. Darush was number nine. He's on a seven-fight win streak, so... The competition level for him has to go up after this. And I, you know, an interesting fight that I think you could make for Tony Ferguson down the road, Islam Makachev. Nobody wants to fight this guy. He is no. ranked number uh, 10 right now. That's a bad now. idea, dude. Hey, 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 hear me he, out. Hear me out. No, that's a fucking bad idea, Hear bro. me out. You want Tony to die, bitch? Jesus yes. Christ. Nobody wants to fight him, though. So you got to get him a... a, a, a a worthy challenger and i don't think darush should be going down at this point i think whoever he fights next the competition needs to go up so why not put tony ferguson in there with with uh makachev i don't know i don't want to see tony's brains bleed out of his ears on tv so <laughs> i i think i don't know if i'm for this yeah i think that's a bad move i think tony should uh, bow out gracefully uh while he still has some some name left. Uh, he, he already said CTE. he's fighting again. It's, 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 I mean, but it's like the old Rocky thing, man. Rocky, Rocky says, we're fucking fighters. That's what we do. We don't know how to do anything else, you know? <laughs> I saw another idea that he should fight Cowboy Cerrone. And it says, oh, no. loser should retire. Also, winner should retire. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, I do think, I do think Cowboy versus Tony Ferguson is a good, interesting matchup to make, to be honest with you. Both guys that are on the end of their careers, both guys will come out swinging. I mean, I'd rather see that than Cowboy versus Diego Sanchez. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm and with I think, that. I think the Rouge should fight somebody like Ref or uh, Rafael dos Anjos or something like that. That's that would be a, good fight. A few for him. spots ahead of him, build the way up. Yeah. You know. Yeah, RDA would be a good fight for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Cowboy versus Tony would be fine, but they both have to agree to, like, no headshots or something like that. <laughs> Prison style, body shots? Body shots only. Thriller, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Fighting Triller. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I love know. Dana White talking about that, dude. These guys need to fucking stop calling me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Call me every day. Why won't you talk to me? Why won't you talk to me? Yeah. yeah. You can tell Triller's success is driving Dana nuts. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. The... There was another fight, two blokes that fought who I've never heard of, but one thing I wanted to say that was absolutely insane, the dude that missed weight, he missed 125, so I think he was a pound off. He had, they told him about this fight two weeks ago, and he was walking around at 160. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. He got the fucking 125, dude. 
in two weeks. He's talking about uh, this is a Schnell versus Bontorin. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait we're not going to move on ranked. from the Tony fight. We're not going to move. We're not going to move on from the Tony fight without talking about Dariush's uh, uh, oh, comments at the end. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah go on. for it, Matt. Okay, so at the end, all right. Now, also, fair warning. I was drinking pretty good on Saturday night, so some of this is starting to get hazy. But seems uh, to be a theme here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first, he called out Elon Musk because his Tesla was a little late. Yeah, I saw that. So that okay, so that's great. And then Elon responded to him on Twitter and said, "Don't worry, your your Tesla's on the way. Also, buy Dogecoin." And then, <laughs> then he said, "I want to thank God. You thank God, or do you think Jesus? I think specifically because yes. yeah. Jesus had a C note on Dariush winning, obviously." And then the best was he wanted to apologize to anybody who has been hurt by Marxist ideologies. That was his problem. I didn't hear that one. Tesla, yeah. Jesus, Marxist ideologies. Oh, not socialism, God. not Marxist ideologies. Yeah. Wow. I thought, what? Yeah. Very yeah. Uh, bizarre. Specific. For, for a UFC promo, you know? Yeah, that's weird. Um, it was very strange. They did a 30-minute, uh, a like... Um, What's that series called, Rich, where they kind of follow the fighters before the fight? Seven Days Out oh, or something? Uh, embedded. They did one on Darush. Yeah. And I started to watch it, Matt, and you can see all the spots around where we live. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to finish that up. But um, his gym's right here in, in uh, right off of, we're close to where Matt and I live. Um, yeah. We should we should hold hands and join that gym at some point in the near future. Darush sure. makes me laugh, dude. He's like, he, Darush might, reminds me of a fucking, just like a dad. Like, just some dad that knows how to fight. Like, he walks around, he's got like, you know, no no marketing. He's got, you know, he just walks around with a fanny pack on. Like, he's yeah. not super huge, he's not super ripped. No dude, nothing scary about the guy at all. Not he's yeah. just like a dad that knows how to fight. You know what I mean? The way he talks is very mild-mannered. Yeah. Like, Ferguson tried to engage with him. He's like, He's like, oh, you you wouldn't help Justin Gaethje out. You're a fucking bitch. And he's like, he asked me to help. He's like, if you would have asked me to help, I would help you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he did say that. <laughs> oh, he talked about that in the post-fight presser. And the first yeah. thing he said in the post-fight presser, not his his pre his post-match promo, but they're like, so what do you think about this? And he just goes, how did he not tap to that knee bar? <laughs> That's the first yeah. thing he said. Yeah. And then right. he was talking about Gaethje, um, taking care of his family and uh, and he yeah. was down and out and kind of, cause he had, you know, he had some shitty losses too on his record before he started this yeah. run. Um, yeah. And he kind of just put it all together. The, these la this last, you know, these last few fights, but um, uh, he said, you know, Gaethje was nothing but good to him. And he let Darush kind of beat up on him when he didn't have to. And that really got his confidence up and kind of started him on this run. So, the shitty part is they both fight in the same division, so they might have to cross yeah. paths down the road. But okay. a great win for Darush. I was happy yeah. to see it. Um, hometown guy here, so awesome. We move on to that next fight. It was kind of uneventful. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I got a quote. I got a quote. I got a Go quote. Ahead. You ready, Mike? Let's hear it. I don't really give a fuck about any of these fights except for the last two. Remember <laughs> that quote? I do. I'm guessing and that was too rich <laughs> until the opener, which we but, get to. But but that whole card, except for the women, unfortunately, was a fucking badass. Like those fools were all they were all banging. I was fucking yeah. super stoked on the whole card. Yeah. I don't know. You guys can speak more to this 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 third fight because 
I didn't give a shit about it really, to be honest. Anything you guys want to say about it? I, what, two what, guys, what? I? two guys unranked. I mean, oh, I don't want to talk about that fight. Let's talk about Edson Barbosa versus Shane Burgos. Yeah, yeah and then the, the only one. thing um, about the women fight is a lot of people thought uh, Chu Hagen lost that fight, and the judges were on crack. There was a there wasn't enough in that fight to um, to go on, man. Like I didn't see anything shocking or anything no. that that stuck. I watched every fucking bit of that fight too, yeah. and and I didn't see anything in that fight that like nobody stood out. No, I mean, yeah, nobody stood out, man. It wasn't even a yeah. That's wasn't one even of those thing. fights. Where you're on the couch like this with your phone, dude, scrolling fucking Instagram or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah definitely looking for, for boobs on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this brings us to the first fight of the main card. It's Shane Burgos and Edison Barboza. I almost Edson. did not tune in. Huh? Edson Barboza. Edson Barboza, sorry. I almost did not tune in for this, though. And boy, am I glad I did because this fight was a banger, dude. <laughs> These guys. Every fight Barboza's in is a fucking banger, dude. That guy's a savage, dude. Yeah. Barboza's no good, dude. And, and neither is Burgos, dude. And to be honest with you, I think Burgos was doing better in the boxing department. I think I think Barboza did a better job of mixing up. He 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 completely flattened his leg, dude. He was doing those calf kicks, and Burgos's leg was fucked up, dude. Oh yeah, like, he, he he was kicking him hard, dude. Hard, dude, and and mixing up the leg kicks with the body kicks and the punching. But I think in overall, just straight up hands, I thought Burgos's hands looked pretty solid, dude. He he was doing pretty good, dude. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Um, I agree with that. Like, uh, obviously, Barboza has those. He's probably one of the fastest motherfuckers I've ever seen yeah. get his leg up from the ground to a body or to the face right. like that I've ever seen. And that's a re that's the one reason I like that dude is because those fucking kicks are so yeah. fucking crisp and clean and yeah. perfect and and everything like that, you know, but um let's just cut to the chase, right? I have never seen any of that knockout yeah. ever in that was my scary, in my yeah. existence. Scary. That was fucking yeah. scary. He fucking clipped him. And I don't. Was it a temple shot? It was a temple shot, right? It was. Yes. It was like a one. It was like a one, and then like a, a kind of like a hook. He yeah. Like, he, yeah. Right in the temple, and, like you and said, Greg. Burgos is sitting there with his hands up, and then all of a sudden, like a few seconds later, he, he just falls backwards into the cage, and he's out, dude. And I was like, "What? He just died, dude." And and even Barboza after the fight, he's like, "I don't even know what shot I hit him with." He's like. He go, and that's why he went and hit him two more times because he's like, I don't know what happened, you know? And I was like, maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. Maybe that's just covering up for him fucking getting those super necessary shots in. But I don't know, man. That was fucking scary looking, dude. You could sort dude. of see the light go out in his eyes. Like yeah. In slow motion. It was crazy. <laughs> he looked like stage hard, dude. He did. He looked like when Wendy Williams fainted on her show. Oh, God. Did you ever see that? <laughs> I, must have, I must have missed that episode. <laughs> She's standing on her show and she just starts fucking now, now I gotta look that up. That's a good one. Yeah, look it up. Look up uh, Wendy Williams faints. Look that up. And I want to hear your reactions right now. 
faints on stage. Oh god, I, I is she wearing the, the finish again? Yeah, she's wearing the fucking set. The of Liberty. Lady Liberty. Yeah, I've seen it, so I know exactly oh, what you're god. talking about. I'm but you right, right, Rich. It yeah. was a. It was like a one-three because he hit him with the um with the jab, and then he hit him with the right hook. And like yeah. I said, he he kind of just oh they're a good one. He kind of smiled at him and shit, and did the Bruce Lee. <laughs> And then all of a sudden he's like, whoa, and his fucking eyes just went cross-eyed. <laughs> he stumbles back and he's out, dude, on the floor. I, like you said, I've never seen a delayed knockout like that in my life. Exactly what it looks like. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good comparison. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, watching Wendy Williams. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, that was fucking crazy, man. And, 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 Barbosa looked great, man. He's a he's a big one. He's a big one forty five pounder, dude. Yeah, he looked he looked solid, dude. He was a lightweight, right? And then he went down. He was. He's gone. Okay. I think he's gone back and forth, but now he's at one forty five. He he fought at featherweight. He fuck, looked. He's big, dude. He looked really big for one forty five. Yeah. 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 He definitely. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't help that Chandler's fucking five seven or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Chandler looked like a great god himself. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I mean. You know, fucking Oliveira is what five ten or something like yeah. that, five nine. He's, he's tall. So, he had like a four, yeah, he's four, a big four or five inch reach advantage over him. Chandler's actually, I think Chandler's five nine, and he looks shorter than he is. Yeah, he's five nine, really? Look right now, he's five eight. Five eight, and and I think Oliveira's close to six feet. I think he's six. I think he's five ten or five eleven. Five ten. Okay, who who watched the fucking Jacare fight? Dude. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, the yeah, one thing to take away from the prelims is what happened with the Jacare fight. Go ahead, Rich. It's the yes. only thing I remember from the prelims. Oh, dude, I was I was fucking watching that shit. And Greg, I don't know too much about the the aspect of jujitsu, but I knew that he was fucked. And I heard um, uh, Joe Rogan saying that that uh, whatever the fuck the guy's name was, what's his what was his name? Uh, Andre Muniz. Yeah. Um, that that he was screaming at Jacques Gray that he was fucking a better grappler, and Jacques Gray was like, "Bitch, fuck no, you're not." And yeah. the lock that he got him in was the fucking nastiest lock I've ever seen. And I don't yeah. mean it in like a grotesque where his arm breaks because it did. I just mean like that shit was so fucking slick, dude. I yeah. it was like, it was like what the fuck, and then. Boom! You see that fucking shit snap. You like hear it too. they're it's saying, they're like saying his arm snapped up here. Yeah, yeah. It, he it told Jacare he was gonna tap him out before the fight, and Jacare yeah. never taps out. But no. Okay, okay, but let but let me just say this, right? How the fuck does that fucking monster just walk out of the cage like nothing happened to his arm, bitch? Dude, he literally stopped the fight and then looks at the referee and just goes, "It's broken." Like yeah, no I mean, fucking emotion at all. He's just like it's broken, you know. Like that's fucking crazy, dude. Like and he walked out of the fucking. They didn't even fucking split his shit up. They fucking. No. He walked out like, hey, what's up, yeah. guys? All right, I see you. Oh, let me slap hands yeah. real quick. Like what the? I mean, fuck? A, 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 He's he. I've always loved Jacare, man, and and I want to see him retire soon. But I want to see him go out on a win, and. I think he'll fight again because he didn't tap out and it was a freak thing that happened. But I mean, one more win, he's got to kind of call it the quits, dude. Like it's just one of those things, like you said, that the time is getting to him and this just these level of these, these new guys are just fucking getting better, dude. You know what I mean? He's well, 41, dude. 
I'm starting to agree with Rich that I feel I mean, like Dana White is taking all these old dogs out to be euthanized live for our entertainment every every month, and these yeah, old guys are just I know, getting man, fucking I'm not, battered, dude. It's, it's fucking like the thumbs down. Like <laughs> it's, 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 it's the only the only old guy that that seems like he still has a little bit of fighting him left is Arlovsky, dude. He keeps pulling out wins somehow, and I don't know how the fuck that is, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He doesn't look super Dude, great. Let me just, just tell you this. Doing enough to win. Anytime I hear the name Orlovsky, I think of when fuck. He has a loss, a win, a loss, a win, a win, a loss, a win. It's like he always just does UFC, like you know what I mean. But yeah, I don't know, man. Some of these old guys, it's like you want to see them go out because they're legends in the sport, and you're like you want to see them go out on a win. And but to have these these stories, I was thinking about this earlier today. They have a story like. GSP or Khabib, where you actually go out on top, dude, uh, is pretty rare, dude. You know what I mean? You can even yeah. make an argument with Bisping. I know Bisping lost a couple fights at the end there, but two fights ago, he was middleweight champion. It's like, you, you don't see that too often, dude, where these older guys fucking go out on top. You know what I mean? And well, it's rare. a lot of it, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it is, is uh, I wouldn't necessarily say greed as in like money greed. But a lot of it is greed and ego, man. It's like, like a lot of these guys just can't fucking tell themselves, like, hey, man, like fucking Chris Weidman, bitch, dude. If you, what? Come on, bro. Like, why would you fight again after? Why would Anderson Silva fight again after that, man? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like some of these, it's that some ego. of these retirements. Yeah, I was gonna say some of these retirements, like, and like Anderson was definitely forced out. Like some of these retirements. Time gets to them. You can tell that they're old, this and that. But, like, I think, like, GSP, Khabib, those were good timing retirements. I think Henry Cejudo was way early. I think Henry Cejudo had a lot more to prove than he did. I think what he did in a short span of time was really, really good. And I think he's definitely legendary. But I feel like he had more to prove. And he was like, all right, I've done this. I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, so... It all depends, but it's sad to see some of these legends be forced out because they just can't fucking get a win, dude. Well, that, that's that's kind of where I was going with that, with like that pride and ego thing. It's like it's like uh, fucking GSP always said, I fucking hate fighting, dude. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. I get nervous. I don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. And Khabib is like, Khabib is just like the most humble motherfucker on the planet. He's like, ah, I don't, you know, if I fight whatever, I like. He doesn't give a fuck. There's no ego there. You know yeah. what I mean? There's nothing to prove. So, yeah. I mean, that just speaks to that point where it's hard to go out on top like that because there's, you know, you don't have a, like, Khabib and GSP did everything in the fucking world. Like, right. they did it all. They won. They, they Well, Khabib never lost, but GSP lost, got it back, lost, fucking came back, yeah. fucking won it again, stayed on top. And fought, Khabib fought just all the number one contenders. You know what I mean? Right, right. And they went through the fucking, just like you said, they went yeah. through the fucking line and, right. you know, multiple times and nobody could fucking say anything to that, you know? Yeah, except for Aljamain Sterling, of course. The fucking champion. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> That's some bitch ass shit. Um, all right, let's get to some uh, news before we get out. So Dana White has all but confirmed, but it, it's, it's pretty much a go 
that Francis Ngannou is for sure going to fight Derek Lewis in August. And he's Eight also gone, dollars, step, baby. <laughs> he's gone a step further and said, Stipe is getting the winner. Fuck John Jones. Let's I love that. that. What do you think I about that, that, Matt? I agree. I love it. Yeah. I also agree. Fuck John Jones. He's, uh, I fucking love it, dude. He, he's... He, he talked his way right out of that fight. He tweeted his way right out of that fight. My personal theory is he has to get all of the PEDs out of his system before he can come back. So that's why he's dragging his feet on that fight. But um, I love it. I love that Dana's just being clear about it. I also think Stipe deserves a rematch. So I get why they're giving the fight to Lewis yeah. first, but I'd like to see Stipe get one more shot at it. I, I love it because I think that he's cutting John Jones off at every turn. You know, he, like you said, he talked his way out of the fight to begin with. And now he's just talked his way out of the, being the backup for the fight too. You know what I mean? So I, I like how he's like, all right, well, you don't want to fight? Derek Lewis. How about the winner of this fight, John Jones? Oh, you still don't want to fight? All right, Stipe. And he'll just keep doing that, dude. You're not going to one-up Dana fucking White, dude. You well, that know what I mean? And now John Jones has fight. no... Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to say no, real quick. The reason why he was giving Stipe the title shot is because Jones turned down a fight with Stipe. Jones will only fight for yeah. the belt. That's what he's saying. Right. Go ahead, Matt. Right. Right. No, I was going to say, now Jones has nowhere else to go because he's too big to go back down to light heavyweight, probably. Right, yeah. um, he only wants to fight for a title, and Dana's like, okay, then no. So he's, yeah. just, he's negotiated his way out of the UFC at this point. Right. Well, John's, John Jones doesn't have a leg to stand on because he doesn't he doesn't have that star power anymore. Nobody gives a fuck about him, dude. Nobody does. I think like, that's true, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, when you say he's negotiating himself out of the UFC, he's really... Negotiate himself into nowhere because he's still under contract at the UFC, yeah. and the UFC, per their contract, has the ability to call John and say, "Hey, we want to give you this fight. Do you want it? Yes or no?" And he says, "No." Okay, they're holding up their end of the contract. Their their end of the contract yes. is to give him fights. It's not their job to take the fights. It's yeah. to offer him fights. And if yeah. he has four or five fights on his contract, he can't go anywhere else. He has to fight in the UFC. And eventually yeah. he either doesn't get paid or he has to take a fight. So he's really UFC, stupid. The UFC is contractually obligated to offer guys three fights a year. Whether they accept them or not, that's up to them. So Right. Right. You know, he's he's pretty much shit yeah. out of luck there. John yeah. Jones is not Conor McGregor. No, he's not. And he thinks he is. So, oh, he that's different. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's that's that's a huge difference is Conor McGregor has a fucking following. He's got a massive country behind him. And Red Panty Night's real, dude. He draws in fucking numbers. Win or lose, people want to see Conor McGregor fight, dude. Nobody wants to see... Nobody gives a shit, dude. The only reason that people see John Hughes because he's that unlikable. Right, right, You know what right. I mean? He's pretty hateable. That's it. People want to tune in to see him get his ass kicked. That's the only reason he's had anybody buy pay-per-views for his last five fights, dude. Yeah. So, I hope they have him fight somebody fucking way unknown, dude. And and Chael, go on, Chael Sonnen makes a good point, dude. If the UFC agreed to pay him the amount of money he wants, number one, you're setting a precedent for all the other fighters that you can now renegotiate your own contract. And not only that, but he does the Nagano fight, and then what? Now they have to pay him that amount for other names? It's really a one-fight deal that he's trying to make this agreement for. And it's like, it's not the way it works, dude. You know? Yeah. But he doesn't get that, you know? And this is why he's been negotiating his own contracts, not his management, which I think is fucking weird. And then fires his, or gets rid of it, parts away with his management, you know? Because he's probably a pain in the ass to deal with. 
hundred percent. So, um, as far as anything that's gone down on the UFC fight nights, that's been of note since we last met. Um, what's that guy's name? Yuri. Uh, oh yeah. I can't think of his last name. Look yeah. it up for me, please. Anyhow, he fought yeah. Dominic Reyes and he knocked that fool out in devastating fashion. And so they're kind of thinking he might be getting the winner of uh is it Yuri uh Prokaza? Pro- Pro- yeah, I think Pro- so. Pro- yeah, something like that. Yeah. They're saying that guy is the fucking boogeyman, bro. Like yeah, that guy's fucking scary and nobody He's knows who he is. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely a beast, dude. I think he needs to be on the radar for whoever wins the the Glover Teixeira versus uh, the Polish Polish Hammer fight, dude. Yeah, for sure. That was a killer knockout. Oh, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dominic Reyes is uh, he's gonna have to take a serious step back too in competition, man. This is three in a row now for him, right? I mean, we're yeah, we're including the John Jones loss on here, even though we all think he won that fight. But two of them, two of them by pretty devastating knockout, dude. Uh, Blakovich broke his nose and knocked him the fuck out, and then this one, man, lights out, dude. And not only not only lights out, but he took a beating, dude. Like that was a war, dude. Absolutely. So the last thing we'll touch on, before Mike. We get before, out. Be- go ahead. Before we go, Mike, I want I want to speak on one thing, and I don't know how many of you guys watch boxing, um, but oh uh, yes. The, the Mexican goat Canelo, aka Cinnamon, uh, beat the fuck out of Billy Joe Saunders, who was talking shit the whole time. And the funniest part was uh, a, a, a journalist said from Mexico said, uh, "Do you have anything to say to the Mexican fans?" And he goes, "Yeah, suck my balls." Mm. <laughs> and fucking and fucking Canelo breaks his fucking orbital. That's awesome. actually. I actually watched this fight. This is the first boxing match I had seen in probably five or six years. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, I was too interested to not tune in. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it was a good, good fight. fight. It was a good well, fight. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Canelo fucking worked him. Now that I'm Go on ahead, board Mike. with Rich's little uh, wink wink thing here, we should start covering some more boxing. We'll, we'll talk about that later, though. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> we'll have to clue uh, these two in. But go ahead, right. no, 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 you go ahead. It's your show. You we, have the record button. We watched pay per views through alternative means. Ah, uh, I see. You two watch that fight, so go ahead and give us a breakdown real quick. Rich, go ahead, man. I'm the worst person to give you a boxing breakdown. It's been so long since <laughs> I paid learn. attention You're to boxing. Learn, it, you know what? You know what? It's well. No, that's the thing is, I grew up a boxing fan, so okay. as a kid, that's all I watched. And, right. But then I, I've been away from it for so long. I was a big De La Hoya fan, which you know that aged like milk. But at, at, you know when he was still fighting, I thought he was right. pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that was my first time tuning back in in a long time. And I guess being so steeped in UFC recently, it was more interesting just to see how different they were because I think you forget like everybody seems to conflate the two, but they really are two different. completely different things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is great because it's a, it's a different sport, um, but Canelo is a stud, man. I mean that guy is just incredible. I I thought the fight was more. I know all the rounds I think were scored for Canelo. I thought, or maybe one wasn't. I thought it was a little more competitive, but again, I know very little about boxing. Um, and then yeah, that last that knockout punch was incredible. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree that it was super competitive. I didn't see mm-hmm. all the rounds going to Canelo, which kind of fucking scared me a little bit because Canelo is a fucking animal and he has like, you know, like I like to say, a body like a Greek god and he just fucking chiseled himself. But what I think, I think after he lost to Floyd Mayweather, that changed his fucking, um, his mental direction, like, because he was undefeated until that. And then he was in some wars with like Triple G and stuff like that. But after uh, Mayweather, who unfortunately is the greatest boxer to ever live, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, humbled the fuck out of him. Like uh, yeah. Canelo thought he was something that he wasn't. And Mayweather fucking did his little shoulder fucking slips and all these kind of things and made him feel stupid. And and uh, that really, I, I noticed a big change in the way he fought. He fights more smart. He fights with more head movement. He fights like a little bit more slippy, stuff like that. Where, where before he was like the straight up Mexican style, like let's just fucking go bang and see who fucking stays, you know, still standing at the end. Yeah. Um, I think, well, Canelo called it himself. He said he was going to fucking finish it in the seventh or eighth round. And I believe he finished it in the seventh. Um, uh, you know, broken orbital. I mean, it wasn't a lucky shot, that's for sure. I mean, the guy dipped. He was dipping the whole fight. Canelo came with like a fucking uppercut, kind of like an uppercut hook, kind of. It wasn't like a legit uppercut. It was like from from the side. And he fucking caught him dirty with that thing and broke his fucking face. And Canelo goes back to the corner and tells his guy, that guy's not fucking coming out. I broke his face. Literally said that. Yeah. Damn. He was celebrating. um, Before they even called it, he was already celebrating. So I thought it was a fucking badass fight. Um, I love, I love Canelo. I love what he brings. I love how, uh, I love how his English is getting better. <laughs> Did you see after the fight where that, uh, that one, that, I forget, I don't forget his name. Presser, but, right? Yeah. And he He's goes, like, get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. here. Get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. <laughs> I'll yeah. fuck you up, motherfucker. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Saw that, dude. You know what fight we should cover is Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury are fighting in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. I don't know sure, if it's yeah. July or August. Do you know how much money those guys are getting paid each? No wonder why guys bitch about their pay in the UFC. $75 million each. Jeez. Yeah, because they're going to be in Saudi Arabia, dog. Those well, motherfuckers the over there are paying. Yeah. It's the prince. Give me all that dough. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, um, like, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Dana White got broke off to fucking to have a fight island. Abu Dhabi, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, For the sure, last he thing, got broke off by those guys. Before we get out, we would be doing a disservice. We did not talk about Diego Sanchez and Joshua Fabia and all this bullshit. Greg, why don't you lead the uh, way on this one? Well, before we do that, I, w- I want to bring up a couple fights that are coming up, and I just want to yeah, get your overall ahead. prediction. All right? Sure. Greg Hardy oh, versus Tyson I know exactly why you're asking this. Oh, I know fine. exactly what you're building to. Go ahead, though. What? Go ahead. Ty Tuivesa versus Greg Hardy. Who do you guys got? Tuivesa. My heart my, – yeah, my heart is saying Tuivasa, but yeah. I think Greg Hardy is going to fucking – he I, finds a way, man. Yeah, I would have to. I want to say I love fucking Tui, Tui Vasa, but 
Fuck, dude. I have a feeling Greg Hardy's gonna take that one, dude. He finds that? a way. I don't I don't know how he does yeah. it. He finds a fucking way every time. I yeah. agree yeah. with whatever the concept <laughs> about either of those two people prediction. Okay. Yeah. Uh who is the other one? Amanda Nunez versus Juliana. Come Pena. on, dog. Amanda uh, Nunez fight. You have fucking... to say anything on this one? I have a Amanda Nunez should fight Sugar Shane on Mali. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take Nunez all day on that one. Yeah. Adesanya versus Vittori. Yeah, this is what you're Fuck. building to. This is what you're building to. This is Greg's <laughs> other boy right here. Vittori. Is, is it Vittori? Vittori? Okay, I've, I'm becoming an Izzy stand, so I'm going to take on this one. So remember this, you guys. I'm going to go with Vittori. Adesanya, dude. round one, devastating knockout. We'll see. <laughs> His grappling skills fucking suck, dude. I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell Hold you on, what. Uh, Let's hear Rich. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, like, seriously, uh, Vittori is the only one that took uh, Adesanya to, you know, to the decision or whatever, uh, or, or made it close, split. anyway. Split. Uh, no, split decision, made it close, yeah. right? It was a split decision. Yeah. yeah, yeah, made it close. But here, here's here's the only thing about that. Um, I think Adesanya's level has gone up further then Vittori's level has gone up with the fights that he's fought. Now, I'm not saying Vittori can't beat him because I don't know that much about Vittori to, to fucking say, like, oh, he's a piece of shit or whatever, which I normally would say. But um, I think I just think that in the in the fight game, Adesanya's had bigger and more uh, experience-inducing fights than fucking Vittori has. Even though he might be on a little streak or whatever, but he's not, I don't think he's fighting that same level of competition that Adesanya is. And that might be the only thing that is going to tip Adesanya. He's just a little bit smarter, a little bit more creative uh, versus his old self. You know what I mean? That's where yeah. I'm going with that. So I, I'm going well, with Adesanya. I, I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, I think, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think the superior grappling of Vittori is gonna be a big factor. And I think that Adesanya got exposed a little bit when he fought Blakovich, dude. His fucking ground game sucks, dude. Yeah, bro, you know but what? you gotta I remember, that... that motherfucker dropped. Go ahead, Mike. I, I was gonna probably say the same thing you are. And that is, yeah. Adesanya weighed in at that fight at what? Like 190 or something like that. And, and you know, Blakovich is cutting to make weight and you know he probably came into that fight at yeah. a good 220 and he just way bigger than adesanya and was able to hold him down more i don't think vittori's gonna come in but with vittori's that a advantage. big middleweight dude sure vittori's sure. a huge middleweight dude i think the day of fight time vittori's gonna be over 200 pounds for sure dude yeah he'll be, yeah, he'll be, he'll be not as big as yeah but but you got to remember this too right um it's it's a different style the the each weight class right. that you fight it's a different style like I, I i always take it back to wrestling because the hundred pounders definitely don't wrestle like the fucking heavyweights and vice versa although now right. the, the ncaa championships those fucking heavyweights are wrestling like little tiny guys it's fucking pretty crazy to watch but right. for the most part for the most part uh you know you know the the size that the, the weight discrepancy is like the so 185 pounders are not, not gonna fucking fight like 205 pounders those guys 
have more power, more fucking yeah. beef on their bones. Like, like, uh, uh, Blahovich just looked like a fucking, like a side of beef, dude. Like, yeah, he's just a bigger, he's just big. a fucking he's bigger a big guy. He's a five pounder. He's big. And I don't think that uh, Adesanya wanted to get hit. Kind of like when Romero hit him that one time and yeah. the fucking seven punches thrown in that fight. And he was like, fuck this. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. And I think he got tagged by Blahovich and he was like, okay, I'm not doing that again because I'm going to go to fucking sleep. Yeah. And, he, you know, Blahovich, uh, I don't think there's a blueprint there, Mike. I'm going to disagree. I just think it's a different style. Um, just like Greg said, styles make fights. I... Uh, Nine times out of ten, if Blahovich is a 185 pounder, Adesanya beats him, 100. But I just think it's that style at that weight is just totally different, man. I, I don't, I can't. He he's cutting from probably dude, that guy's cutting from 240, yeah. bro. Probably probably bigger than that, and he's a big fucking big giant white dude, man. He's fucking pretty scary. Yeah. I think Robert uh, Whitaker can beat Adesanya in a rematch. I do not think Vittori can. That's just because I don't think he's got the striking. Then I think Whitaker's looks better than he ever has, dude. On this run, he's. Been I don't on. think I don't think that outstriking Adesanya is the way to beating him. I don't know if anybody in that division is going to outstrike him, dude. I think the key to beating him is to get him to the ground and ground and pound him and hold him to the ground Whitaker and out grapple that him. That's the way you beat. Him. But yeah. Vittori can't strike with him at all, in my opinion. I think Vittori can strike enough with him. I mean, if he, when he fought uh, when he fought Trailblazer, Trailblazer is obviously a better striker than he is, dude. And he was able to strike enough to get in close enough to close the distance to shut him down and take him to the ground. And he fucking dominated him on the ground. You know, it was it. He's fought two different guys now in the middleweight division that are similar body types to Adesanya. Um, I think that at Trailblazer and uh, uh, Jack Hermanson are both really long, lengthy middleweights, and he dominated both those guys. Both those guys have excellent striking, dude. So I think that the striking element is going to be where he's good enough to come in, close the distance, get them against the cage, take them down, and ground and pound them. But And he can do that for five rounds. We've seen that now. So... I think it's going to be a really interesting fight, dude. And and like I said, I, I'm putting it down right now. I think Vittori is going to be the guy to beat him. And I've been saying that for, for a while now. Oh, you're allegedly going to be at my house for this fight. So I can't wait to hear your reaction live. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Look, next. Oh, you, what? I was going to say, let, let's start with Matt here with this. Joshua yeah. Fabia, Diego Sanchez. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. Yeah. What the fuck, Matt? What do you what 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 do you what do you make of all this? You know, I'm a fan. I think Fabia is an underappreciated artist oh. that <laughs> at some point in the future people will come to respect. Uh, no, I think and he's this a, is Matt's last uh, visit a, on this show. Yeah, no, <laughs> so what he's that. a he's a con artist, cult leader type personality that's entranced Diego Sanchez presumably because he also has just years and years and years of brain trauma and, and isn't thinking clearly anymore. That's why that video of him like slapping Diego hanging upside down was so enraging because it's like the last thing that guy needs is more trauma to his head. Yeah, Rich. Um, so you know, it's 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 he needs his ass kicked. That's my official position. It already send happens. Amanda Nunes. Somebody fucking <laughs> send Amanda Nunes. Um, 
I agree Rich, with don't. Matt. I think Tread, he's... tread lightly, Rich. No, no, no. I, I think don't this guy's drop any inappropriate fucking... <laughs> words, dude. <laughs> uh, I think this guy's a fucking wacko, dude. Uh, I think I think he's definitely taking advantage of Diego Sanchez, um, CTE. Um, according to Diego Sanchez, this guy is even fucking um, uh, made him disown family member. Yeah, yeah, he's, and, he's uh, it's culty. It's very did, weird. Did you guys watch that fucking thing I sent you guys on the only OnlyFans thing? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Fabia yeah, so. has a fucking OnlyFans page for Diego Sanchez. Ass and tights and fucking bulge and the, like. Right. I'll, I'll ask this question. We, we won't have to throw any derogatory terms out there, but they fucking, <laughs> right? They have, they're absolutely yeah. fucking. <laughs> yes. No yeah, doubt. they're fucking. A hundred percent. Oh, there we under, go. Yeah. Under the premise that it's a massage. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're playing hide the salami with each other. There's no doubt about it. Um, you guys just aren't aware enough. That's the only difference, dude. Oh, look at his yeah. background. <laughs> you guys need more self awareness, dude. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Oh shit. <laughs> you guys That's just great. need to be more aware of what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. we need to go to Fabia's school of self awareness. Dude, he has completely made Diego the victim role, dude. He he has victimized Diego Sanchez, dude. Instead of just going, you know what? I'm a fighter. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win, you know, and, and you got to be humble in both. You roll with the punches, this and that. He's not like that anymore. Now every time Diego loses or something, you're not treating him right. You're not being fair, and you're not being fair to me, and you're not being fair to my school. And it's like, oh, dude, there's like, what the fuck are you talking? Cut about? Cut the here? fucking victim shit out, dude. Yeah. And then sounds when like he went my mother-in-law. Everything's about her. <laughs> oh shit, dude. When he went up to Matt Sarah and Matt Sarah, oh, like, I have no idea who the fuck you are, but I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Though. Here's what. Here's one good thing that I can I'm gonna say about Fabia. One good thing. He's, he, does, uh, I, I, he, he doesn't give up. Go on. Fabia <laughs> 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 has hacked our stream. <laughs> Having some uh, technical difficulties here. Fabia, Fabia, sure make that statement. <laughs> Rich is going to disappear and Joshua Fabia is going to pop up. <laughs> that couldn't have been funny. Uh, that dude. was perfect. Yeah. What, what happened? I, I, did I freeze or something? Like <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, shit. He's gone. Fabia got him, dude. Oh, you're back. Oh, there you are. What happened? You were saying you I don't know. I, I was fucking hearing you guys the whole time. Oh, Joshua that was didn't weird. want to hear you uh, saying whatever this was. We weren't aware of what happened. That's funny. Like you were going to well, say he's got balls, though, right? Yeah. He does have some balls. I'll just say that. Josh, Joshua La Labia. Yeah. Oh, my Josh. gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Matt Sarah was, was the funniest shit, dude. He's like, he's like, I mean, you guys, you guys go ahead and do your training. I think it's personally silly. Tell <laughs> like, straight up. Um, uh, I love know, Matt Sarah, dude. Diego Sanchez hasn't won a fight since he's been training under Fabia and coming to Not the since octagon he... with the peacock shit and all the other stuff. They, like, dude, they they 
claim, he'll claim his one claim to fame is his fight with Mickey Gall, but he was still at Jackson Wink at that time. It's when he left Jackson Wink and made Fabia his only guy is when he really started to decline. He was yeah. great when he was at Jackson Wink, dude. Yeah. And he's like, oh, they don't care about you over there, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I think we so, probably lost Rich. Oh, well. Yeah, he's gone, dude. Yeah, Joshua Fabia is like the Tiger King of MMA, dude. He, he is, really dude. is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, he, I could just but, see him asking Diego the same questions, right? When you watch yep. porn, do you watch the yeah. ones? Do you watch the ones that, with the big dicks or the small dicks? <laughs> oh, well, I watch the big ones. Well, then you're not that yeah. straight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, kidding aside, if they're gay or whatever, who gives a fuck? But the problem is, is yeah. he's brainwashed Diego Sanchez and ruined his career with this undercover videotaping thing because nobody's going to allow him in a locker room ever again. No, no and, he's too toxic. Now that nobody's going to, nobody's going to employ him at this point. He's my Diego he cut off family members. So since Baby has been in the picture, Diego's lost family members. He's lost his team. He's lost everybody. Dude, his this career, guy. He's lost his job. His credibility. His career. He's lost everything, you know? Yeah. And like they said, like John Anik was talking about, Diego is in the Hall of Fame right now for his fight with Clay Guida. Rightfully deserved. That was one of the most Absolutely. fucking epic fights ever. But yes. Diego is probably at a, at a spot where he probably could have been just inducted as an individual into the UFC Hall of Fame, being the ultimate fighter winner, being one of, you know, he's a legit fucking fighter. But all that's probably ruined now, dude. Yeah, it is. This whole shit with Fabia has ruined his legacy, dude. This is what he's going to be remembered for, you know? Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fucked up. I was, for some reason, I was hanging upside down, getting socked in my face, blindfolded. That's why... <laughs> yeah. That's why I got, that's why I cut out. That's why I cut out. Yeah. Perfect. Getting chased around. We're starting to do that in jujitsu now too, where our coach is chasing around with a knife. Oh, going, that's nice. It's a knife. I should <laughs> do that to my high school team. <laughs> we're making fun of him it's now. Weird, 10 dude. years that's from now, we're going to be shit, like, that man. Joshua Fabia was a pioneer in MMA. I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> dude, they, I saw an interview with him on some talk show the other day and they were asking him what his, his, athletic credentials are and stuff and he's like well i'm glad you asked me that he's like i was on the yeah, kindergarten rugby team. oh yeah like, that's where you're starting <laughs> the kindergarten rugby team that's what he said bro kindergarten rugby team oh my god dude i was like holy shit dude all right boys well this was a fun one and i mean um, i mean is he serious i think he is yes. serious. i think in his mind he's a very serious coach god damn that's crazy yeah. <laughs> this, this was a fun one lots of laughs wow. we will be back yeah probably next month to cover ufc 263 adesanya versus greg's boy marvin vittori uh we'll see you guys in the next one see you down the road greg will right. greg will definitely be naked in the gi on that yeah, on this i will absolutely <laughs> i'll wear my singlet dude <laughs> so.